is Haunt Bros Podcast. Bringing you the stories from those who make you shiver in the night. Sit back, grab a snack, Get ready to hear the Puppet Masters behind your nightmares. Help me. Here are your hosts, Ross HOV Keith and JJ Cards Westbrook. What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Hump Bros. Please welcome our special guest, Avi. A.K.A. K2 Block. What's up, guys? What's going on, brother? Good to have you on the podcast. It's good to be here. I'm excited. So, Avi, we got a lot to talk about with you. Um, the uh, legendary, uh, what do they call themselves? The uh, drum masters. The death monks. The death, death monk monks. masters. Yeah. Death monk. You're a beast, bro. So, uh, I want to start off with that actually because dude being a drummer like on cs streets has to be the coolest thing ever dude i mean it was pretty fun yeah unfortunately you couldn't slide but being a drummer dude has to be freaking crazy to show off on streets because you're going out there and people are looking around where's this banging drum coming from you know what i mean like it echoes through the park so um how was it being a death monk it was really fun. It was something that was different from sliding, uh, but it was in the realm of music, which I've been playing drums for about eight years now. So being able to say, like, oh, I can drum and, and scare at the same time, that's pretty cool. It's bringing, like, two of my passions together. Hell yeah. It felt like a dream come true. Yeah. Yeah, the... Uh, <laughs> I would have. I, I think it would have been badass to see some fucking death monk sliding. Oh, dude, heck yeah! Can you imagine a death monk sliding with a drum and like, dude, the noise that would make? Hell yeah! The loud noise. I mean, drums are already loud as it is going through CS, but dude, having a slide with the drum at the same time. So I wonder, because <laughs> I don't. You weren't in Hollows. No. You weren't in Hollows, right? No. So I wonder. Did they not use the drums? Because the, the slide, the the drum, the drummers slid in hollows. Yeah, but they weren't monks that were wearing like a full cloak covering their entire legs. Yeah, I think they all had different costumes. Actually, they they it looks like if I don't, they I'm trying to remember. Like scarecrows. Yeah. If I remember right, the old school like drummers actually, if you were to take it back into old school CS, dude. Right. They were different characters. Like, they weren't all the same character. No. You know, it's just like, it looks like in videos, it's like, if you can drum, you're you're a death monk or whatever they called them back then, you know? Yeah. Um, I think Goofy was a death monk. Uh, Armani was a death, or not death monk. Armani and Goofy were both drummers in The Hollow. Right. Yeah, it right. was um, it was Armani, Goofy, and Tadpole. Mm. Damn. Yeah, they were all Scarecrow's... Um, Rest but, in peace. Yeah, rest in peace, Tadpole. Uh, no, original CS, from what I remember that I was told, there were no death monks. It was, um, there was royal court, and there were peasants. 
and then there were barbarians. Yeah. Like the um, the original Gauntlet from yeah what I remember, um, it didn't have that many um, characters or at least not as many as we do now. Yeah. Yeah, I I uh, I was happy to get so. Uh, breaking news. You guys are hearing it here first. Both breaking of you. news. Yeah, both of you. Oh. Um, so I got a little insight, and I've been told that development of characters, widening the, 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 you know, the range of characters that are coming into the gauntlet, has been given the green light for next season. Holy shit. Yeah. That's, that's insane, awesome. dude. That's exciting as fuck. Bro. I'm stoked for that. That's going to be awesome. And we've all been wondering, too. Like All been wondering. <laughs> I mean, and we have so many character ideas, bro. No, 100%. And I even got the one thing that everyone's been asking for, and it looks, from what I've been told, and this is from somebody that's very credible, that animalistic characters are a go. The dragon lives... <laughs> We're gonna get a dragon. dragon. You never know, dude. You never know. <laughs> this shit better not be a fucking monster coming from Carnival, though, dude. No, 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 no. <laughs> like, I loved how we had three dragons this last season, but I think CS needs its own like dragon that they script from the beginning, dude. Yeah, like, dude. Why not? Exactly. Yeah. Imagine a dragon going around with scales and like a fucking tail, like whooping around, sliding. That'd be a fucking pain in the ass, dude. No, it would not. If you can make it work. If you can make it work. You can make it work, dude. Are you, are you, you personally, are you going to want to have a tail and a fucking Hell heavy yeah. ass costume for seven weeks? Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> you know what? I think technically the noise of the dragon is already in CS and that starts with the fucking death monks, dude. Yeah. In sort of speak, you know, like. I think we should just fuck it and say we have a Minotaur. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking down with it. I would like to see a Plague Doctor. Yes. Damn, dude, yeah. Yeah. I think a Plague Doctor would be dope. Um, a Plague Doctor. I kind of like the character that they have in, uh, if either of you know what her name is, which, correct me, but it's the it's the nurse in Ghost Town. I'm trying I to remember... Of the of the nurse and ghost town. I don't town. think I know the nurse. No, dude. She's a dope character. I think I've seen. She would videos. be. Um, she's essentially the uh, her character is somebody that would go, and, um, goes to houses with people who are sick, and she would end their misery. Damn, just dark. Yeah, it's essentially just like a it's almost like a plague doctor. Yeah, kind of, right. but it's it's a it's a it's an old time uh well it's a it's a new turn on like a Dr. Kevorkian. It's like assisted suicide. You know? It's yeah. a, it's it's a it's it's a wild character. And I love seeing her development, but I think that kind of character would fit perfect in the gauntlet. Heck yeah. You know? I mean, they had that shit back then of people who would go over and, you know, I mean, if you're back then, dude, if you're sick, you don't fucking take Tylenol. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you fucking For die. <laughs> you know, you, you stub your toe, dead. <laughs> I don't know if it's that extreme, but, <laughs> but, uh, take, definitely taking, it was taking a rough you time. About back to the, the back 40, dude. And definitely putting a, out of your misery. It was definitely a hard time back then for sure. I'm sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, um, 
Uh, Avi, I'm going to take you back, though. Um, All right. Before we get to the gauntlet talk, I want to take back to the young days of Avi. All right. Um, so before Knots, like, were you always into scaring or in Halloween? Um, were you into scary movies? Like, So I'm just going to start with this. I was kind of a wuss growing up. I didn't watch my first horror movie until around eighth grade. Okay. Do you remember that? Do you remember that horror movie? Lost Boys. Oh That's shit! That's a good one. That was nice. a good one. That's a good one. Nice, dude. And uh, when you uh, were in eighth grade, did you watch it alone? Like, have the full-on scary experience, or did you just kind of like? Let's no, get my dad showed me. Oh, there you go. Nice. Yeah, my dad was like, "Yo, we should check out this movie because <laughs> um, we were we were watching Goldbergs at the time, and there was an episode where Lost Boys was referenced." Damn. And my dad had to explain the joke. Yeah. And then we ended up watching it. I was like, oh, this is badass. Because I was growing up when Twilight was trending. So it was just like lame sparkly, vampires. Like, yeah. <laughs> sparkly vampires Spark- running lame around. Sparkly vampires. <laughs> like all moody and stuff. Like werewolves um, running around and shit. <laughs> yeah. So I, those were like the vampires I was unfortunately growing up with. It was I, scary. I didn't get to grow up seeing Kiefer Sutherland. Yeah. And. All those guys. That Great was, actor. Yeah, amazing actor. So I was always into Halloween, but there was kind of a um, a line that was, like, too scary that I wouldn't cross. But I was always into, like, spooky stuff. Um, what was that line? That line was, like, I don't know. Like, I was terrified of Freddy Krueger for a long time just based on his appearance. That's legitimate, though. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to my nightmare. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, I didn't watch my first Elm Street movie until like junior year. Damn, I was, dude. Yeah, I was that scared of him. Um, dude. I mean, that's. But I loved celebrating Halloween. I always loved dressing up and going trick or treating. But nice. then when I was in seventh grade, I kind of realized, oh, I'm too old for this, but I still want to celebrate Halloween. Um, so my mom suggested that I go work at her friend's son's haunted house. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So was, I was that like, one only open on Halloween, like that kind of haunted house? Like, yeah, it was like in the suburbs of Anaheim and um, it was open during Halloween. Um, my mom's friend, her son had um, he still has this um, production company called Sidonia and they started with doing home haunts and then they branched off into doing um, big uh, side shows. And now they do shows at like horror cons like Midsummer. Damn, that's badass. Oh, yeah. Dude. Yeah, nice. uh, but yeah, they started off doing home haunts at their house, and I did that in seventh grade. Um, I showed up. They were like, cool, we'll put you in a mask and a costume and somewhere in the maze, but something about my seventh grade, something going on in my seventh grade brain was like, I don't know if I'm down to scare. So I kind of told them, and they were like, all right, we can have you be a game carny, because they had a carnival games in the front yard. So... They put me at this game where you had to um, shoot, like, styrofoam heads into baskets, like, a basketball game. And um, if you got, like, three baskets, you got a sticker. So I did that, and it was fun. And then I went back in eighth grade, and that's when they started to develop a story for the maze. It wasn't just, like, a bunch of uh, creepy costumes and random rooms. There was actually, like, a story like a scary farm maze. 
Um, so because I was one of two miners working the maze, uh, they wrote uh, children characters for us. And the story is um, basically, it's called Cornelius Cobb's Carnival of Dreams. And they still do um, that story at their sideshows at horror conventions. Shout out to them. Cause Where, they, where's this maze based off in, though, like, um, that, they, that you used to scare in? When it was a home haunt, it was in Anaheim, like right down the street from Disneyland. Got you, got you. Uh, so we did that maze, and my character was called a like child awakening or something like that. <laughs> I was basically like a sleep deprived child because the um, the idea is like Cornelius Cobb, he's um, this uh, ringleader in a circus of dreams, and it's kind of like um, Freddy Krueger if Freddy Krueger was um, a circus. I think that um, from nightmare clown clowns in a way like nightmare yeah. like car. Uh, yeah, like Nightmare Boardwalk kind of theme to it. Yeah, definitely a uh, Dust Bowl era. Okay, so uh, yeah, kind of like a Pennywise kind of theme to it. Yeah, kind of. You know. So I was. So when you're done with uh, Disneyland, you went over to enjoy the creepiness of the uh, of the fucking maze, dude. I didn't have uh, my pass <laughs> anymore at that time. Actually, <laughs> no, my uh, family had to stop paying for Disney passes to pay for my bar mitzvah. Damn. Yeah. They're like, no more. Uh, it's a small world you're going through. <laughs> yeah, it's a big world it's now, a big bitch. <laughs> 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 for real. Uh, no. Um, so nice. I wore like old school pajamas, and I um, they put like dark circles around my eyes to make me look sleep deprived and i was like more of a distraction scare but i wanted to like actually scare people uh so i made it work in my room um kind of just like going up to people running you you got to get me out of here you know like amateurs a, uh, uh, so so this was seventh grade eighth this was grade. eighth grade eighth grade you were a um like a uh, sleep like deprived. deprived child yeah you were kind of like a victim yeah in a way yeah you were just like stuck in limbo from this like carnivorous Cobb's like Cornelius Cobb Cornelius yeah. Cobb's trance. Yeah. Okay. Damn, dude. So you weren't necessarily sca- like you were scaring in a way, but you were more of a victim. Yeah. Um, I was more of a distraction character, kind of like roaming around. Um, but I did try and get scares because that's what I wanted to do when I was a kid. I always loved scaring people, but I hated being scared. Like, I was always, like, pulling pranks on my mom, just, like, hiding in, like, corners of my house and popping out, scaring her. I loved doing that. But God forbid someone scared me. So, how long did you do this for? So, I did it, um, I was a game carny, 7th grade. I was a sleep-deprived child in 8th grade. I returned in ninth grade, but um, they wanted me to play the same character, but then uh, we ended up having like a spot in the um, Anaheim Fall Parade, and they didn't have me be that character. They put me like in a mask, um, and like a black button up, and that I took a picture, and it's probably like one of the oldest pictures on my Instagram page. Okay. But you see like this like cheap like <clears throat> Slipknot style mask being worn. So you were a killer and, now. Yeah. You went from being a victim to the killer. Yeah, I was just like frolicking nice. around like holding up a flag or whatever a sign just like trying to promote the maze and then once um it was time to actually do it i went up to the director i was like i'm kind of down for this other character so they gave me that mask they put me in like a uh, wife beater style tank top yes that one that was my fit for the uh fall parade creepy Uh, as fuck 
But yeah, they um, <laughs> when it was actually time to scare in the maze, yeah, they put me in that mask, um, a wife beater style tank, and some uh, pants with overalls. And they gave me like a hollow bat to um, hit the uh, walls with because it made a really loud noise. And they put me in this room where it looked like the um, the uh, circus tent was burning. So it was like warm colors for fire and there was a fog machine and I just went ham in that room. I had my bat. I was like hitting walls, making a like loud noise. I ended up breaking it halfway through the night. I was getting in people's faces. So did you have any inspiration for that? Like, did you just pick it up over the years of being a victim? Um, uh, I believe before you've, um, uh, when we've had some talks, you uh, mentioned you had an uncle that you looked up to. Yeah, my uncle, um, who was a big part of my childhood, he worked at Haunt for a little bit. And Do you remember the years he was working there? I want to say either 2010 or 2011 up to 2014. Okay. And then he was a ghost town bandit on the off season until 2016. Damn. Uh, and during that time he was in uh, Knott's, what area were you in in your life during this? This was... Early, this was younger before you were even started at the mazes, right? Yeah, I remember being in junior high and yeah, I graduated from sixth grade in 2014. That was his last year at Haunt. Did you look at him like, damn, I want to be there someday? Like, or was it too early still back then? At the time, I was still scared to like step foot in places like that. <laughs> but you knew of yeah. him doing that. Yeah, he was always like texting me being like, hey, you should come visit me at Haunt. I'm going to make sure no one scares you except for me. I'm like, dude, I don't trust you. And you didn't visit Not Scary Farm back then? My first year going as a guest was 2018. Okay, so... um Still being in the maze around, uh, you said, ninth grade, right? So ninth grade, this was uh, Halloween 2016. 2016, okay. Um, and then uh, tell us about the uh, next year after that. So after, like, having the one, like, cool year where I got to, like, go ham and, like, like yeah. you said earlier, be a killer yeah. and actually get scares, um, the company kind of went on a hiatus because, um, like, Stuff that isn't my place to say, but there was, like, stuff was happening um, within the company and, like... There's some political stuff. Yeah, that, like, none of, not my place to say. Yeah. But um, there Did was... Did you return to that because of that, or was it something that you had to move on to? You were like, let me try something else. It wasn't a uh, really try something else thing because I didn't know of any other home haunts. Okay. So I kind of just celebrated halloween there you um, go. took a break yeah. you, you wanted to enjoy it yeah spent okay. time with friends um ended up my junior year yeah trick-or-treating and how long did you end up uh taking a little break for was that from this was 16 to 18 this was um sophomore year and junior year the company was on hiatus and gotcha. i wasn't um doing anything with them Got you. But then um, my senior year, they um, senior year you this what year was this? This was Halloween twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen. So um, yeah. Before I get to twenty nineteen, I want to bring it back to eighteen. You said that was your first year uh, going to Not Scary Farm as a guest, right? That's right. Yes. Do you remember the mazes that you went through that year? I remember the first maze that I ever went through. <laughs> oh, tell us about that. It was the depths. Holy shit. And it was the night of the SpaceX launch. 
Really? I remember being in line with my friends and we see like this big like weird colored weird shaped cloud in the sky and we're like what the heck is that and you were in line i was in line for the depths (laughs) we're gonna die before we go into the depths dude exactly (laughs) we are the depths now (laughs) for reals bro what'd you think of that first maze when you walked through i thought it was cool it was my um introduction into a scary farm maze like Towards the end of the night was when we got to mazes that really freaked me out. Like, we're, we're what? So you started, obviously, you started on the left side. You went, when you first went in, you went and did all those mazes in the corner. Yeah, we did um, the, uh, the Ghost depths. Rider mazes. Uh, what else is over there? The entities. Entities. Um, was Tooth Fairy was there? No. Um, at the Paranormal time, it was Inc. Paranormal and Trick or Treat Lights Out. Okay. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah. Those are all good ones right there. So you hit all those first, and then you went to the back? I think we started with the mazes that we knew had um, shorter lines, but right. Depths um, premiered at that time, so it had a decent weight. Nice. I don't remember the order of mazes that we did. All I remember was we did everything but Dark Ride, Infected, and Shadowlands. Okay. Those okay. are those are all really good mazes. Dude, I know. <laughs> you missed out on the bangers. I know. But you know what? Depths was a banger, too. And, Depths was a um, banger. Did you go through Paranormal? and I did. Paranormal was a banger, too. That maze scared the fuck out of me the first time <laughs> I walked through. Hell I, yeah. I needed so many hugs from my friends. <laughs> like, yeah. I walked out. We had um, one friend in my group. Um, she was not really feeling the vibe yeah. when we were in line, so she kind of tapped out. But everyone else went. And as soon as that little girl swung from one side of the room to the other and all <laughs> hell broke loose i was like oh man we're in for some shit you're like let's get the fuck out of here we yeah. can't go back let's just get through it uh, paranormal <laughs> inc was it was so high energy and so intense it like it scared the shit out of me so that first year of you going to not scary farm did it that year did it kind of switch in your head where you're like i want to work here because with your uncle working there, and you already knew about that, and your first year going to Knott's as a guest, did you have a great experience to where you were like, I need to work here? Or was it like, oh, it was just so much fun, I want to enjoy it right now? So I really wish I got to um, go sooner because, yeah, I do see videos of really cool mazes like Tooth Fairy and, like, Shadowlands. I got to experience it in 2019. There you go. Before it closed. And yeah, it was one of my favorite mazes. I miss Shadowlands so much. Were you a pass um, holder or were you more of like just once a couple nights? Um, 2018, I went once. 2019, I went twice with two different groups of friends. And so I could see everything that I wasn't able to. So I was able to experience Spec Ops and Shadowlands there you go. before they retired. The full experience. Nice, yeah. nice. But yeah. uh, so what year did you start, Haunt? 21? 21, yeah. Okay. Did you do any scaring before you went to Not Scary Farm? So Before you scared at Not Scary Farm? Beside the... Bef- the beside the maze that Cornelius you, Cobbs. Yeah, yeah. So my senior year, we moved to the Anaheim Fall Festival, and it wasn't really a haunt. It was more of like a sideshow uh, type of thing. Like, there was a main show that was happening, and they had, like, circus acts and... Um, people that were singing and doing tricks and stuff. But I was part of the sideshow. Um, around the time that I was taking a hiatus from scaring, I got into tarot cards. And I ended oh. up um, taking a class at the no way. 
at the goth store in downtown Fullerton, ipso facto. Yeah. You still knew, you still know how to do readings? No. <laughs> no. But so, I, so, so does that stuff like does haunt even though you've been scaring for a while, does does all this stuff like do you still get scared going into things? Um certain horror movies, yeah, I am vulnerable to jump scares. So when there is a good jump scare, yeah, I'll react to it. Yeah. But it's like it's all in good fun. Whatever. Um, oh, you. <laughs> I told him not to, but I told you to put away the taser. I told you to put away the taser, man. Not cool. Oh I, had, I had to lead up to that jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Great. Uh, Happy to be here. Yeah, uh, uh, man. So I think so. I'm going to I'm going to change directions just a little bit we can we can get back on topic on this but all right you motherfucker okay um thank you so did you i know going back so let's let's take it into escapade real quick okay what so, year did you start escapade i started escapade right before the 2022 season started okay so you were so you started working with zoe Back in, when they were still on Harbor, yeah. In 22. Yeah. Okay. So how did that go? So I started working there because my current job at the time, I hated. I worked at uh, Dennis Uniforms, uh-huh. which is a uh, retail store that distributed um, private school uniform pieces uh, to the local schools. And I was a warehouse associate, but I still had to put up with my fair share of um, rich people. So you, so you were like at the time you were like, man, I'm not happy right here. Like, you know, I want to yeah. do something that I love to do. So, how did Zoe pop up? Did it was it something your friend recommended, or how did you find out about Zoe? I found Zoe on an Indeed um, listing. Oh but shoot! I went to the high school that was right next to uh, Zoe's original location. Yeah. And my mom uh, worked right up the street, so I would just go to uh, her work after school because uh, it was just walking distance, no problem. But I would always walk past Zoe. Oh damn! And I was always too scared to go in, but I was like, God, I wonder what's going on in there. People are screaming. You're well, like, what the hell's? It was on? fucking weird, dude. Because like. You know, he didn't get to experience the original Zoe. I didn't. I did Reborn, but I didn't get the experience. But the did you like Reborn? It was badass, but I keep hearing really crazy things about the original. There was a lot of crazy stuff that happened at the original one. People <laughs> people was, would drive by and they're like, what the fuck is going on? Because would, they would walk you from the back of the building to yeah. the front of the building, and you would be blindfolded yeah. just standing on the street corner in downtown Fullerton. So people are passing by. They're like, you're about to enter this. The whole front facade of this building was just, it was just a rundown looking building with blacked out windows. Creeped out fucking little and you're pocket. And there's one person that had a group of people that are blindfolded leading them into a dark room. And people are like, what the fuck's going on here? So it wasn't at the location it's at now, right? No. no. It started on um, Harbor right across from the uh, camera store and the old ship. Damn. Yeah. Even trippier then. So I started there because, yeah, I was trying to get out of uh, my current job. And even after, because um, that was after my first season at Haunt. And I had so much fun that season. I was like, man, I want to do this all year. And I'm so happy that I found Zoe and I got the chance to do that. Um, I applied. I got a call from Christina. 
Um, in the shout middle, out Christina. Yeah, shout out Christina and Joran. <laughs> awesome people. So you got a call from them, and how did that go? I called Christina, or Christina called me, sorry, um, <laughs> wanted to schedule an interview. Yeah. Uh, so we did. I went into my interview, and it was part, um, like, just job interview, just, like, question, answer. And it, it was also part, like, mini Scary Farm audition. So this was 22? Yeah. Got you. I came into my interview slash audition recovering from strep throat. And so before I continue Damn. on, the, on yeah. that's insane, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I, I let Christina know that I am recovering from strep throat. I will go Damn. in masked, and she had no problem with it, and I ended up getting the job, so it just worked out. Before we get into the Zoe, I want to know, so you said you worked one or two years of knots before that. So before I got hired at Zoe, I did my rookie season in 21. 21? You only had one season at Knott's before Zoe? Yeah. Um, okay, before we get to there, too, I want to continue on the Zoe talk. I just want to know before where You're you good. started at Knott's as well. But um, So So you, when, got the, you got the interview. You nailed that. Yeah. yeah. What was the next process? Uh, training. And training meant I had to play the room by myself. Oh, by yourself? Yep. So uh, when you went into Zoe, you had to play it yourself. I had to play it all by myself. My actor was Zoe. So, Damn. and that was your first time ever playing the room. Yes. Now, you said that you passed Zoe multiple times on your way from school to your mom's work. Yes. And you were afraid to ever go in. So was that <laughs> your first time ever stepping foot inside Zoe? Like, cause, so where do they hold the, where do they hold the, the interview? So if you remember the layout of the old yeah. location, when you um the front door was the back door right. where the parking lot was. So I knocked on the door. Christina let me in. Um, she interviewed me in the hallway, um, and like in the control room. Yeah. So she sat like in an office chair in the control room, and I sat on one of the chairs. I was in the hallway leading into the uh, actor door into the room. Right. And then uh, the audition part was in the living room area. Okay. So you had a little taste of it, but that was lights on, though. Yeah. So, I mean, as you know, lights off at the old location is a whole different animal than oh, yeah. lights on. And uh, so you go in by yourself. How terrified were you? I was pretty nervous, but I knew I was safe. Well, I knew they weren't going to let anything bad happen to me. But was I nervous? Yeah, because at the time, I didn't play very many escape rooms, let alone step foot into a horror escape room. My first time playing Zoe, <laughs> I was fucking terrified. The moment you're Same. let in there and you can hear the subtle music playing and you you come to and you hear the noises and... You have one little flickering candle and you look around and it's like a deranged fucking place. It's broken down. It's Th terrifying. Thankfully, I played the game at like in the middle of the day. So there was light. Um, There's little like, glimpses of light. Yeah, you know how that um, the double doors yeah. in the living room, um, depending on what time you played, there would be a light shining in. Yeah. I had that little bit of sunlight. Okay. That helped me out, but it was only helpful in living room because once you go into Zoe's room, it's like, oh, it's dark again. Yeah. Shit. You got Zoe's room. You got the seance room inside the closet. Yeah. You got, dude, there's a lot. There's a lot to process there. 
So playing that, I would never even. I played it, dude. I played the original six times, and I would never play it alone. Even going back, if I was to go back a seventh time, I would never play it alone. There's no fucking way. I totally understand. Yeah, and even though I know, I know everybody. I know who's scaring me. I know who's chasing me. I know the the storyline, but I would never play that thing alone. Wow, dude, <laughs> that's crazy. I hope they bring back the original Zoe so I can test that out. Dude, <laughs> you need a time machine. Yeah, the Fuck. original Zoe is fucking laid to rest. Oh man! Rip. But so uh, when you started working at Zoe, like when you went through that whole thing of trying it out by yourself, um, they told you you got the spot, right? I already knew I was hired. This was training. Oh, this was training. That's right. But before yeah. they could train me on anything, they had me to. They needed me to um, get a taste yeah. of the game. Yeah. So they had me play it, and then once I was done, that's when uh, Christina started training me on the scares and all the cues. Nice. So, yeah, we did, like, one or two days of training. Then she was like, all right, time for your first game. Have fun. Damn. Don't fuck up. (laughs) Uh, Your first group. Tell us about that. First group? Oh, man. I remember we went through um, training uh, with the scares and the cues and like what to look out for and stuff like that. I wasn't trained on how to handle someone who tapped out. Damn. So did somebody tap out your first one? They did, but they didn't. Um, the tap out in Zoe is, you know how you have to look at one of the cameras and X up. Yeah. X. Yeah. Um, yeah. She didn't do that. So, <laughs> I barge into Zoe's room because how original Zoe worked was you go in the living room, then um, you would get a key to Zoe's room, and then there was a wardrobe in Zoe's room, and the doors were magnetic. So once you solved the puzzles in Zoe's room, those doors would open, and I would have to chase you um, into there, and that was the wardrobe room. And uh, you had to do a puzzle in there, and then once you're done with that, run out and then go into Chop Shop that was back in the living room. So it was a lot of running back and forth. How big was the group that you did first? It was like maybe five or six people. Five or six people. Which is a decent-sized group. That's, so, that's a decent-sized group for that yeah. room. Yeah. So I remember I barge into Zoe's room, and I get him into the wardrobe. And I it's dark, and I am I think I had a flashlight on me or something. I use my phone light a lot um, to navigate through. But in uh. times... Uh, yeah, certain times I would use the uh, light on the taser. Because it's dark as fuck in there, It dude. was dark as fuck. You can't see shit. You so, can see probably little shapes here and there, but sometimes you're probably like, is that really there, or is that just my, the black, the darkness just poking, you know, on my eye, you know, like on my on my sight? Exactly. So Damn. I remember I was looking around the room to make sure I didn't miss anyone. Yeah. And there was a corner that had, like, some shelves with... Um, toys and stuff and a lamp yeah and under that shelf was a girl in fetal position crying (laughs) and i was like oh shit so just first instincts i broke character i went down to her level i'm like hey it's just me are you okay she's like i'm scared i want to get out and she's crying she's in fetal position she like wants to get the fuck out yeah so i'm like all right i got you um so i helped her up i got her to the actor door I think I had a walkie on me the first couple times I played the game. So I just like called up whoever was in the control room like, hey, we have someone who's tapping out. She's crying hysterically. Um, so they uh, brought her in and we continued the game. 
Um, but after the game was over, I was like, did I went to Christina? I was like, did I handle that all right? And uh, for someone who wasn't trained on how to handle a tap out, I did all right. But then I eventually learned how to um, handle something like that. So how did you? <clears throat> this is when you were acting, right? Yes, this was my first game. Okay, so in a dark room like that, how did you acclimate quick enough? Because I know when I when I act <clears throat> in the butcher, it's hard for me because if I'm in the control room, there's lights. Going from the control room to a pitch dark room, I can't see shit. Are you able to see? You kind of um, get used to the darkness really quick because when um, when you played original Zoe, you started in the living room, but the doors to uh, Chop Shop and Altar Room were also in living room, yeah. but they were locked. And after you solved living room, or the first puzzle in living room, Uncle Robert would go out and do a spiel and be like, what are you doing in my house? This is your warning. Yeah. And I would hide in Chop Shop and barge out that door like Shrek in the outhouse. Okay. Um, and do my spiel, go back, and then once they solve the uh, piano puzzle, chase them into Zoe's room. Got it. So Chop Shop was pitches or yeah, pitch black. Yeah. It, um, so I so had So you're to, going from black to black then? Yeah, essentially. So I go in, yeah, because I let the group in um, after the game master knocks on the door outside. You let them in, and then while they're um, getting the uh, basic spiel, uh, you fuck with them while they're blindfolded, like untie their shoes or tap their shoulder, stuff like that. And then uh, once the game's about to start, you lock yourself in Chop Shop. Damn. Right, right, right. And then once... um, once the first puzzle was done, there was a red light in Chop Shop that would indicate, all right, cue time. So cue would start. Uh, Zoe would do her spiel, and then music would start. Barge out. What are you doing in my house? This is your one warning. Go back in. Mm-hmm. And then it, the light was just red because um, they solved that puzzle already. See, when, <clears throat> when I'm running into the butcher... I'm fucking blind. There's no red lights. Yeah. No red light. I'm I'm blind as shit. Uh, there's one story in particular that happened, and I ran in. It was a group of, I think, like seven or eight, and there's some tires in the first room. That's right. And they a lot of guests, they'll use those tires for, like, a barricade, and they put these on the, you know, on the ground, and I run in, and everybody goes to hide. Well, this one female, she runs and backs up and she hits the tire and trips. When she trips and falls, she hits the wall and falls to the ground like she hit it hard. Oh, shit. And she fell to the ground. Me not seeing anything, I see a body like go to the ground. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, I got her now. So I'm like running over to her and I'm getting like crouch level. And the game master's flicking the light on and off really quick, like letting me know, like, hey, something happened. In my head, I'm like, dude, this is fucking sick. We got fucking strobes now. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I was in her face, and I was like, you want more? (laughs) She's like fucking knocked (laughs) out. And she's like discombobulated, like, what's going on? So I fucking start dragging her ass across the room, dude. (laughs) No! And... I like drag her over and I put her back in the box and like I stand her up, put her back in the box, lock the box. And then I told her friends, I'm like, this is a lesson. Stay put. 
and I leave the room. I go back to the, the control room, and Joseph's like, dude, like, that chick was hurt. And I'm like, is that why you're flicking the lights? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, dude, I thought we got strobe lights. I was like, game on. Dude. <laughs> Damn, dude. Like, there's no way to tell. But there's another place, uh, Crossroads Escapes, which has some great, uh, great rooms there. Um, their new horror room called Weeping Witch, they have... Shout out Weeping Witch. <clears throat> yeah, shout out Weeping Witch. Fucking phenomenal room. But they have a tactic for their scare actors there that plays right into the character inv- or the guest involvement. They put pennants on you. They give you pennant necklaces, and that's supposed to be like... You're supposed to pick a necklace before you go, and that, that necklace calls to you. So you put that necklace on, but what it does is when the lights are off, that fucking necklace glows in the dark. So the guest actor coming in can see that shit from anywhere. So he knows exactly where to fucking go. And oh, I'm that's like, evil. dude, I'm like, that's fucking genius, dude. That is pure evil. Easy target. For Hell sure. yeah. Like, but I'm like, that's that's the best thing to do. Like, Makes it easy. Yeah. It A easy. little bit easier. Um, but also, uh, I would assume that having a taser would help too, because then you can light up the fucking room, dude. It, yeah, it would. So did tas- tasers room. came before you or after you? Oh, tasers were there when I started working. I got taser training. Okay. And knew like, oh, normal game, no taser. Extreme game, yes, taser. And this was also at the time we also had um, baby level, which was like no touch whatsoever. Got it. Damn. And then, yeah, we eventually did abolish um, easy mode. And it was like, all right, just normal and extreme. You yeah. either get in touch or you're getting in touch with the taser. Would yeah. you say most of your experiences, Avi, you had extreme or were they just mixture? I had my uh, fair share of all of them. I've had my um, I've had my fair share of games where people chose extreme and then they got extreme and they were like, "Fuck, we should have done normal." <laughs> I've had my fair share of people who who got extreme and they were like, "That was fucking awesome." I had my fair share of people who got normal and they weren't like too satisfied and we we're like well you should have picked extreme sorry yeah would you say that you enjoy extreme a lot more i had a lot of fun with extreme because then i could start like i could be really aggressive with people and i got to zap them hell yeah yeah my first time playing zoe there was no tasers there wasn't even an option um cause my first time playing zoe was 20 2021 early 2021 and i never their tasers weren't an option at that point wow. um then I came in later, and I think the first time tasers were ever introduced, you were my game master. You met me in the, uh, in the, in the room, over like the little waiting room. Oh my god, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that was actually a time that I chose to do saboteur mode. What's um, saboteur mode? Oh, buddy, you're in for a treat. So saboteur mode was something that we offered at Old Zoe. And it was, the rule was you have to complete the game, no tapping out. But when you do, we offered uh, saboteur mode, which meant you get to be part of the show. And the idea was bring fresh people, tell them you've never been there, and <laughs> we will, um, in quotes, kill you off. Oh, so they can enjoy their friends doing it, right? It was the ultimate prank on your friends. Oh. And we only charged saboteurs $10. Gotcha. Because it was like $50, $60 to play Zoe. Um, but if you came back as a saboteur, you only had to pay $10 and then eventually, um, 
later on before we moved, we did a $20 Savitor, which meant we would put you in costume and you got to scare with the actor. That's badass. So you got to choose uh, which part of the game you wanted to get killed off in. You can get killed as early as like my first appearance or as late as when you were in Chop Shop and you had to um, open a furnace and crawl through that into the next room. That one was very popular because then you could just drag them out and close the door behind their friends. So I got killed off three times. I did three times saboteur mode. And uh, the first time I got killed off, um, I got killed off in the seance room. I got dragged from there. Second time was the furnace. Nice. The furnace door. I got pulled back, killed off there. That was my favorite to do. My favorite was being hung from the ceiling. Oh, yeah, we had the noose. Yep, I got noosed from the ceiling. And as the final people were running at the very end of it, once they, once they, con- they, they, got, they got Zoe and they were going to book it towards the room, that's where I'd be hanging. And it was fucking sick, dude. <laughs> I was on the noose once. Very uncomfortable. It was but, insanely uncomfortable. But there it was, was fun. Yeah, Christina uh, took a picture of me um, on the noose. Like holding my nuts because they were in so much pain. Yeah, and yeah, I think that she captioned fun. it like, "He experienced a nutcracker this morning." Yeah, because we were trying to bring back the noose, and I was like, "Oh, I want to try it." So they put the noose on. I put on the harness, and we removed the step stool, and boom! Like my nuts are in pain. Oh, yeah, sure. yeah, it hurt. Damn. Like I told people that we offered the noose as an option for Savator. But I would always jokingly say, like, guys, I'm warning you. <laughs> Just to let you know before you do the news, you're going to lose a testicle. So <laughs> in the midst of that, at what point? So what, you know, without getting too in depth, um, did you? I know this is going to lead into the next next segment of, of what we're going to talk about. All right. So Zoe, you started in 22. Yes. You did Zoe. You went into your second season, which we'll go back to because that was your second season at Haunt. Right. Which was 22, correct? Yep. And then going into 23, you were still at Zoe, but you stepped back out of Zoe to focus full time on tattooing. Yeah. Okay. So now that we've caught up on the timeline, let's let's take it back once more. So what what was your 22 haunt season where were you so 22 i opened grimoire okay so what were you in grimoire i was a hellhound okay that's badass hell yeah and that was later on were you in like the playground area no i was in the trenches okay yeah what were those characters that were in the playground with like the like the abnormally large heads the abnormally large heads oh those the ones that kind of looked like uh humans yeah those were the uh, uh demon version of the uh Thanksgiving parents. Got it. Okay. That, that so, was the first year of Grimoire too, right? Yeah. Opening year. Yeah. That's right. That was a lot of fun. Dude, it was a it, it was, was a fun, sick yeah. it was a sick fucking maze. Oh hell yeah. The scenery in it, just going from scenery to scenery. It was and huge. The giant too. ass fucking fridge. It was fucking huge. <laughs> as fun as Grimoire was, I think I had a lot more fun my rookie season. And that was uh closing out Paranormal Link. Well that's a fuck dude that that alone is for the history books, dude. Oh yeah, 100%. that was that was a uh, paranormal ink. Over the fifty years of knots, 
that is one that will be chalked up as as a historic maze. I agree. And that was down. that yeah. was a John Cook masterpiece, and there were things there that changed the game for for Haunt. You know, there was certain aspects of the maze visually that you know that implemented into seasons going forward and uh it's stuff that you've just never seen before and oh, yeah. they fucking game changer they killed it so in, if, for you to close that maze out that's fucking sick dude like, it was that's, an honor oh hell yeah like if you're gonna close something out make it a fucking memorable one dude and and paranormal inc was just that i was lucky enough to be able to walk through on the final night and we were done i was on where was that 22 so i was in bloodline and so we closed up bloodline or we weren't closed up uh i ended bloodline like 15 20 minutes early and at that point uh talked to the cast lead and i was like can we go wait over? bloodline took over paranormal or what was 20 22 yeah that was 22 i closed paranormal in 21 Okay, 21. I was in Mesmer. That's right. Yeah, Mesmer, and then I was cast A. I was cast A, so I had extra time. So I went back, and we fucking ran through Paranormal Inc., dude. It was was wild. It was wild seeing everybody fucking show out there, dude. Do you remember which side you went through? Um, I went through, so I went in. I watched, it was Emily, right? Yeah, the Emily. Yeah, so I watched Emily come across the room, and I went right. Okay, so you probably saw me. I was the doctor. Probably then. Yeah, I was the doctor, and it was... Yeah, I was put in the room with um, the sheet ghost that went up and down on the table. Hell yeah. And then you, like, made a um, hard right and it merged into one maze. Right, right. Eventually merged into one. Yeah, but I was cast B, so... Everyone <laughs> and their mothers wanted to go through Paranormal Inc. one last time. <laughs> Hundred percent. Yeah, it took forever until I finally saw our supervisor Greg show up and be like, "All right, we're good to go." Greg was your supervisor in Paranormal. Yep. Oh, nice. Cool. How was uh, Greg as your supervisor? Greg was awesome. Shout out Greg. He um, he was a former street monster, so he trained us like street monsters. Good. He showed you the energy. He showed you the. You know, the skill and everything, and you guys just ran with it, huh? Oh, yeah, we, we brought energy. Do you remember your audition yet, first year, if when you auditioned for Paranormal? I do. How was it for auditioning for that? It was nerve-wracking, but it was also um, small because it was the year they were coming out of the pandemic. So right. uh, my friend who did work uh, day ops at Knott's got hired through a video audition Right, that and was video auditions, that's I, right. Yeah, I was never informed about video auditions, so I was like, damn, I'm screwed. I don't know if I could work Haunt this year. But then around, like, early August, they did a uh, job fair, and they were looking for talent, blackout, line control. And I was like, now is my time. <laughs> so I applied. I went to the job fair. Um, yeah, I did my audition with, like, four other people. Um, one of them is in Decade. Do you remember who? Uh, Monique. Monique. I think that's her name. Um, she was in Mesmer with you because I remember uh, she got New Maze, and this was before it was announced that it was Mesmer. Okay. I have to look back. Um, so fast forward into your 23 season. 
Yeah. When you got to auditions, did you tell them like where you wanted to go? Did you have somewhere in mind that you wanted to end up in? Um, my overall goal was just I want to be in Ghost Town. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because that that's where your uncle was, right? Yeah, that was the goal uh, day one was I'm not going to rest until I get Ghost Town and I bring back my uncle's character. Got it. Yeah. So how did you feel about CS, though? CS was a zone. Like, I loved the hollows. And the hollows was one of those zones where I was like, my goal is Ghost Town, but I would love to be in hollows. Okay. But unfortunately, I never got to scare in hollows, which kind of bummed me out. And throughout the season last year, um, there were people saying like, oh, dude, you should have been in the hollows with us. And I was like, man, I wish. So when you got told, so when you, when you did auditions, what were you told? Were you told your character right away or? So how auditions went were, um, I went to open hire cause I didn't want to be a hellhound again. Uh-huh. Um, so I go in and they, uh, they were very clear this season that, um, street zones, uh, positions were scarce. Right. So I was like, all right, I would love to be in streets, but if it doesn't work out this year, oh, well. So I did my audition, and they called everyone up one by one by numbers, and they were, like, quietly talking to them. And I was the last one to be called. My heart was racing. <laughs> every other number was being called. And I'm like, oh, man, oh, man, what's going on? It's what's terrifying, that? right? Like, it, when you're standing there, you're waiting. It is, yeah. You're waiting to hear what you got. Like, you just went all out. Like, you know, it's just like – Especially when you, uh, the year before, 22, yeah. when you're waiting a long time to be told what you got, you know, because uh, 22, actually, uh, did you audition 22? I did audition 22, and that was also, like, very, um, I got very eager because I waited a good while for that call yeah. to find out what I got. And then I ended up having to be recast. So I had right. to wait even longer to find out what I was going to be. Right. I mean, it was just a long time to wait to know what you got. So yeah. going from that to 23, like standing there waiting to know it's, it's as, as uh, yeah, just waiting Yeah. that long. I mean, I'm thankful that you, that we didn't have to wait longer but like me too, still yeah. standing there it's nerve-wracking dude it you know was, yeah so and i was damn. in the back corner i was the last person to um pick a spot yeah so i got like the very back corner so i was like all right i have to stand out yeah so i did the audition and they call me up last my heart's pounding so they call me up and i'm talking to the council <laughs> and they were like you play drums right and i was like yeah They're like how long have you been playing drums i said about seven, eight years at the time. They're like, do you have, uh, or what kind of drums do you play? Like, were you in a marching band, stuff like that? And I said, no, I play kit. I'm self-taught. And they said, well, we have a drumming character for you in Camp Snoopy. Are you down? Nice. I was like, yeah. <laughs> are you kidding? You're like, heck yeah. I'm so down. Yeah. I'm hungry. <laughs> did you bring enough for the whole class? That's so what happens when you get on the podcast. You just ask for food and it drops in like a care package. <laughs> yeah, I uh, saw yeah. the pizza guy outside. Oh, I thought that was for us. You know, if you ask for one, it just will drop in. Those <laughs> tarts. Yeah, they are. But, oh, uh, 
damn, dude. Yeah, it was um, going to uh, are those fucking strawberry? They are. You want one? I'm good. I'll take a piece of yours. Uh, so they asked you about your drummer, um, and you told them seven, eight years, you know, and, yeah. uh, from there, how did it go? Uh, I went to processing, saw some friends there. They're like, what'd you get? Oh, I'm in camp Snoopy. What'd you get? Oh, I'm in a new maze. Cool. And then went to my friends who auditioned the time, like before or after me and they were outside and, um, one of my buddies that I met my rookie season, uh, Matt Emmerich, shout out to him. Um, I saw him. He was like, what'd you get? I was like, Camp Snoopy. And I was like, what'd you get? He said, Forsaken Lake. Oh. I was like, no way. We're going to be sharing a break room. Fuck yeah. There you go. And then um, my homie Lex, also shout out Lex, also got Forsaken. So that was freaking awesome. And I was just excited to know that like some of like my closest homies and not like we're all going to be um roughly around the same area right so that was super cool and i've already met a couple people from camp by that time like um i knew blech um i knew shout out blech shout out blech um i met tadpole the previous season uh we were almost going to start a band together that's sick yeah i was excited for that so did you know kind of like did you know like did you think it was going to go back into like a drummer role like they had in the hollows i knew um the drummers in the hollows as far as i know it was just for um the death march at the end of the season um but i wasn't 100% 100% sure if they uh, played drums throughout the entire night. I just remember there was one night I was at um, Western and I saw Goofy with his drums trying to learn the um, the drum cadence from uh, Blister Exists by Slipknot. Okay. It's a very interesting cadence because it switches from uh, triplets to quarter notes. Yeah. And it's um, it's fun. Like, we played it all season. But, yeah, it, it also took me some time to learn. But I saw him kind of struggling with it and I helped him out. How long has it been since you played drums, though? Like, I mean, going from learning again, right? Like, you haven't, it was a big gap from learning drums, right? Like, yeah. How long has it been since you played drums? Since I played drums? At the time that I started this um, past season um, where I was in camp, yeah. I was in a hardcore band for a couple of years called Atrocitus. Oh, shit. And I was a drummer. I eventually left because I really just, there was a lot of reasons, but um, I wasn't, nothing was really happening at one point. Like we had shows um, planned that ended up getting canceled. Yeah. We weren't writing or recording anything. And I was just kind of like, all right, I'm done. Nothing's like, really it wasn't happening. moving forward. It wasn't. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> the momentum was kind of dying down. And I was getting to the point where I was like, I really got to think about my future and how right. I'm going to make money because I'm not going to make money doing music unless it's like pop or rap right okay and we were like in the heavy music community which is a little more niche it's not as um mainstream as it was uh like 10 20 30 years ago so just a side thing what's your favorite band my favorite band right now is suicide silence hell to i love suicide rock on bro keith my favorite band hell yeah bro my favorite band right now is Motionless and White. Okay. 
Yeah. Dude, we're going to have to... What about you, JJ? I've been listening to the System. System of a Down. Okay. They go hard. I actually uh, saw them last year at uh, Sick New World. You lucky bastard. They were fucking going off, dude. It was probably the best set. Well, it had to have been. It was the freaking... They were the headliners, but there were some really good sets there. You know, Papa Roach, you know, um, uh, Evanescence was there. But, dude... Uh, headlining was System of a Down, and they went the fuck off, dude. It was awesome. Mosh pits like crazy. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, dude. So, um, so real quick. Yeah. So, leading in from the other podcasts we've done so far, what is your biggest fear? My biggest fear. I'm not a fan of the idea of drowning. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like the idea of that. Have you Have you done Seventeen Door? No. No, I don't want to <laughs> because I have friends that work there and I know if they see me they'll be like, oh, we know you. That means we can fuck with you extra. hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> but you I, missed out on the drowning. They had a drowning room. I heard about that. Yeah. The tunnel. Yeah. Fuck that. Yeah. And of course they have lots of tasers. Yeah. Not happening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which is really weird that you just do not fuck with tasers. I know, man. As Didn't much as you... you fucked people with tasers. <laughs> right? I loved <laughs> using the taser at Zoe. I hated being tased. I'm surprised that they didn't train you on tasers. Like, like where you uh, would, they would make you tase yourself a certain amount of times to get used to it because they're like, okay, you're going to tase people. This is what you need to know. Did you get tased? When we were uh, retraining for the new location, yeah, they did make us all tase ourselves. But did you have someone else tase you? No, I tased myself. Okay. But no, no, there was. Joran would tase, or. Yeah, he would chase me around with the taser a lot, but he never tased me unless, like, I deserved it. Like, there was one day. <laughs> yeah. Can, yeah I ta- can I tase you? No. <laughs> no? No. It's okay. JJ, put that away. <laughs> put it away. We're not going to tase you. Okay, no, good. we're not going to tase you, right? There was one day Joran was taking a nap in the control room, and I had to fart. It's so not even turning on. How do you turn it on? Oh. We well, gotta turn the flashlight off. Oh, there you go. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I sit next to Ross, so I can just you know. No. <laughs> <laughs> I told you guys to put that away. <laughs> How do you turn it off now? The bottom. Oh yeah, the two switches, right? Yeah. Anyway. Um. So you farted, and so then he tased your ass. <laughs> yeah, I I farted in his face while he was sleeping, and. That, <laughs> He tased my ass. I deserved it. Yeah. Payback. Yeah. Yeah, I would have got you on that one. <laughs> Damn. So. Uh, so, uh, bringing it back to this uh, past season. Okay. Um, were you stoked to be the drummer? Like, you're like, fuck yeah. I was, like, looking forward to that. Or were you just. I was incredibly stoked. Because. This was your first year in CS, right? It was my first year on Streets. Yeah. Yeah. So, it was a big hype for you then. It was very big hype. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was my first year on streets, so it was definitely a big jump from mazes. So I was excited to be there. Um, there was a lot of confusion at the beginning of the season. Yeah, for all of us. Yeah. Um, but I was playing a monk, and I know monks are very humble, stoic uh, people. So I was like, all right, how do I scare as a monk? That's a million-dollar question that's going on in my head right now. And I asked so many people like during training, like, how do we do this? How are we? How do we get scares? <laughs> and uh, we got like some responses, and I was like, "All right, I guess that could work." 
But then after, like, after the first day, I was like, all right, this isn't working. I want people screaming. So that's when, like, we all just mutually cranked up the aggression. Hell yeah. We were like, yeah, we will be noble and stoic when it's appropriate, but we want scares, so we're going to crank it up to 11. So what did you end up doing for those scares? I would, um, I would switch from being, like, um, noble. So yep. I would, like, walk around, hands together in the robe, look like I was praying, doing yep. stuff like that. And then I would just, like, shift into aggression and, like, just lunge at someone. Yeah, the sudden movements definitely freak people out. I mean, shout yeah. out to uh, one of the ones that come at the top of my head right now is uh, Shackles. Uh, Shackles would uh, do some sudden movements and he moved pretty slowly through the zone but oh, he would yeah. do these sudden movements where he would just you know do a little twitch help me you know and exactly freak yeah. the fuck out of people you know yeah i, I remember those it. he would like he would plead with people yep. and fuck people up yeah yep help me please and Dude. people would be freaked out they would it was it was so was funny terrifying. because they would start running like kind of like fast speed walking away like oh no i don't want to be here anymore <laughs> let's go check out uh forsaken lake yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah he uh he moved a lot like the nun did yep donna you yeah. know fucking she was an amazing nun but shout out yeah shout out donna. she she was very like mellow in her in her movements and then she would just do those quick like yeah quick snap snapbacks and yeah. it would scare the shit out of people Yep. And that's what Shackles did. Shackles would be in full character and he would just fucking like drag his leg and like feel, you know, helpless. Also, and then Don, he would just yeah. jump. Also, Donna in general, she was just terrifying to look at. She her, was. Her makeup was scary. Yeah. If, like, if I was a little kid and I saw her, I would have pissed myself. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Scary. That was, that was pre haunt, Avi. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. You got any uh, crazy stories from this past season, Avi? You want to oh, share gosh. with us? Uh, the first one that comes to mind is when um, Nick and I did the uh, concert on the stage. <laughs> oh, man. And then uh, someone filmed it, and I think uh, Josh um, caught attention to it. Um, no more concerts. No more concerts. <laughs> Damn. Uh, no one except for the Royal Court allowed on the stage. But, uh, you know, at the last hour of the night, I would bring out the cowbell. Nick would bring out his pan flute. Um Jerry eventually got his death whistle. Yep. But he would also use the little tabor drum. Yep. And we would just do uh, jam sessions. Yep. And we would sing, like, we would do, yeah, like, more modern songs. But we also did, like, the more medieval-sounding stuff. But, yeah, we did whip out, like, All Star and Tequila <laughs> and Low Rider because I had the cowbell. Man. And that was, it was so fun. You know, it was funny, you know? I mean, uh, all the shenanigans that we did in CS was a lot of fun to do. Um, because people laughed, you know, it's not just about the, you're trying to get some kind of emotion out of the guests, you know, in my right. opinion, I think that if you're having, whether it's a slow night, fast night, busy night, whatever, if you're not able to scare somebody, go for the laugh, you know, I mean, like look in Doink and Boomer, they would go for insults. Look at Mark, he would go for insults and it would get a laugh. I oh, would yeah. fucking laugh when I would walk by and you know, or um, just any kind of interact, you know, any kind of um, reaction to, you know, what you're doing on streets. So as a drummer, like when you I mean, the point is, is that when you guys were told to stop those things, you guys stopped, which is a good thing. You know, I mean, that's what we all did. You know, we were given at the beginning of the season. They said, you know what? Here's CS. 
take care of it. You guys got it. It's in your hands. Yep. And we ran with it, you know. Oh, yeah. we did, But when they told us the second, hey, uh, knock that off or that's a little too much, we would stop instantly. But for the time that we had those things going on, it must have been a blast, right? Like having those little concerts you guys had. So, yeah, we would um, – we would walk around with the instruments and yeah. people would walk past and be like, hey, all right, yeah. <laughs> they would vibe like, out. Yeah, or like dance around. Yep. But there was one day we went into like um, that courtyard near the border to Fiesta. Right. And um, Swiss, like I know she was there, but I think we all mutually agreed. Like, let's, let's all uh, go on stage. Yep. Let's, yep. Yeah, let's do that and let's put on a little concert. So... <laughs> Nick and I, like, we went to the side and we were like, all right, we'll do this song, then this song, then this song, then this song. <laughs> and we got, like, we got, like, um, a crowd of people and we were like, Hellshire, how we do it? <laughs> like, went full concert. And uh, we started with Lowrider. And there is a video of this somewhere. Uh, the queen walks up on stage in the middle of our song and tells us to get off. So we walked off. <laughs> Be gone. Yeah. And then she tells us to like continue playing. Yeah. Uh, to entertain her. And we do. And then eventually she was like, all right, screw it. Get on stage. I'll go. So we played our last few songs. Play something for the queen. Exactly. <laughs> and by golly, we played the hell out of the George Lopez theme. <laughs> I, heard, I think I, that's the song I heard the most. You think so? Yeah. I think that was the one we did play the most. My favorite was Tequila. Yeah. That was a good one, too. Tequila was so fun. That one got <laughs> the most guest interactions. Yeah. I remember the last night, um, we brought out the instruments for, like, the last, like, 30 or so minutes. And there was just, like, a group of CS actors and their significant others that visited them every night. And um, people who couldn't work this season, we were just all together, just vibing. And we got everyone to yell Tequila. And it was beautiful <laughs> it was it was very sweet uh for the last day yeah we had a great time everybody in cs this last season kicked ass it Hands was a big down. family everybody worked together everybody was just working with each other working off each other i mean the amount of times that the king walked by and you would just interact with him sometimes it was hard because you know he would say something <laughs> blow me <laughs> <laughs> fucking mark shout out mark but uh yeah just you know working off to you know with everybody in the cast it was just a lot of fun because you did you get different reactions you get different like scenarios you get different things that go on i mean there was a couple times i would walk by you and i would feel like rocking out in the moment so i'd start headbanging you know like dude it was a lot of fun interacting with the death monks they were a big part in the shows they were a big part in cs and um I'm hoping you come back, but I really uh, so to come back, yeah. Before we end this episode, <clears throat> all right, we have the tall tale sign. Are you planning to come back to CS? And if so, same character. If not, where are you looking to go? Hands down, I would be more than happy to come back to CS as a death monk. Okay. Is that your goal? Come on, man. Why are you doing that? <laughs> <laughs> this is your podcast, man. This is yours. So when I, like I recently um, stated earlier in the episode, when I started Haunt, my goal is to go to Ghost Town and bring my uncle's character back. Got it. That is something I would love to do eventually, and it would be an absolute honor to do that. But right now, I'm comfortable in CS. You guys are my family right now. 
and I kind of would hopefully like that, like it to be that way for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even if you leave CS, you're still a part of CS. Oh, yeah. 100%. Um, you know, you, you see it from this season. There are so many people that would join in on the festivities that have been old CS that have moved on to different zones or, or whatever, and they play a huge part, you know. So um, I can't wait to see what you do next season. Thank you so much. I was stoked to see you this season and evolve um, because I knew you from Zoe, and I knew you were terrifying there. <laughs> so seeing you and getting to share a zone with you was an honor, and uh, we really thank you for coming on and, and sharing the stories. Thank I got a couple so more much. questions before we end this podcast. So, All right. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't able to experience Zoe, the original Zoe. Okay. Do you... Avi, look forward in the future. Do you think in the future that you're going to return the Zoe at some point? Or you think that that area in your scaring career is, is over for now? I think um, going forward, I would like to... Um, I'm still putting a lot of time and energy into my tattoo apprenticeship right now. I'm like getting closer and closer to eventually starting to take clients. I've been uh, working on fake skin. And I'm really happy with the progress that I'm making. Um, I wish Zoe nothing but the best. And I have the full respect for Christina and Joran and what they're doing. But I think I want to give someone else the opportunity to be able to have such a fun job like Zoe. And I will continue to do Scary Farm until my body gives in. <laughs> I think that go. goes for all of us. And then I got another question for you. So tell us about your haunt name. Oh, my God. How did you get the haunt name? Okay, so I got my haunt name um, during venue orientation. They're like, all right, Camp Snoopy, you got Keegan and Paige this year, of course. Um, so after the um, meeting was over and everyone's first out, um, I waited in line with one of my friends who wanted to ask um, Josh or Pasta or someone in upper management a question. But I saw Keegan and some other um, CS vets hanging out around the area where um, CS was placed. So I'm like, all right, I'm just going to be professional and introduce myself to Keegan because I'm fresh blood. Why not? <laughs> that, was a, that was a mistake. Oh, so no. I go up, I introduce myself to Keegan, and I think it was Doink. He looked at me and said, or asked, do you have a haunt name yet? I said, no. He said, you're not Keegan. And I was like, why? And I just didn't get it. Did he walk away after that? He just said it and walked away? No, he, um, he was sitting there. Like <laughs> I know um, like Leroy, Doink, Boomer, Cupcake, Lumi, they were all there. Yeah. Um, but they were all like, yeah, you're not Keegan. And I'm like, I don't get it. I, yeah, you're also not Keegan. <laughs> like, that, that's Keegan. But I... Then I realized, like, oh, that's what they call people that kind of look like other people. But I thought it was really dumb. I don't think I look that much like Keegan. <laughs> I don't see it. I don't see it either. But um, then eventually, fast forward to the Rookie Barbecue, and we all got in a circle, introduced ourselves with our name and our haunt name. I was like, I don't have a haunt name. And everyone from that group was like, bullshit, you're not Keegan. And I was like, <laughs> Fuck. Um, and then later on, after we dispersed after that whole meeting and stuff, 
I talked to them, and then we eventually uh, got it to um, be Keegan 2, because I just wasn't a fan of how um, not Keegan roll off the tongue. Right. Um, yeah. And some people thought it was funny, and they were like, telling me like stuff that Keegan says or stuff Keegan does <laughs> like his, um, his hand gestures or the way he stands or talks. So I eventually did start to commit to the bit, even though I thought it was kind of dumb. I still think it's kind of dumb. Shout out Keegan. He was a great cast lead. Shout out Keegan. There was one day, quick story. Uh, Lumi was, uh, talking to Keegan, um, on the streets and I was behind Keegan, like mimicking his, um, <laughs> His hand gestures and motions and yeah. just like, yeah, yeah, lip syncing. Right. And uh, Lumi told that uh, brief story right before I got the uh, Supervisor of the Year award <laughs> at the uh, Christmas party. That's awesome. Well deserved. Well deserved. Well yep. deserved. You did great this season. I was a great supervisor. <laughs> you were a great guys. supervisor. Avi, you got anything else you'd like to share on the podcast for right now? Um, I am. Tattoo apprenticing at Old Time Tattoo in Fullerton, California. Uh, soon, I will hopefully start taking clients. Fingers crossed. Um, so far, so good. So far, so good. Uh, Black and I um, have been writing music together, so hopefully um, that will be released soon. Nice. And um, see you in the fog. Hell yeah. Alrighty, guys. We'll... Thank you again, Avi. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. And uh, with that being said, fire it up. Fire it up. up.